I think that, you know, everybody's on a different journey and you've got different life goals, different things that will happen to you, different ups and downs. Um, but within all of those people, you have the ability to be strong, not only physically, whatever you do in the gym, but mentally, psychologically, emotionally as well. And I think it's all about balance in life. If you, like we were talking about earlier, if you, you know, are overtraining a certain part of your body, there's going to be compensation somewhere else. And that's the same thing with, uh, with all aspects of life. You have to have balance in your physical, emotional, and psychological. It's the Health in the Real World podcast. It's time to start the show with Chris Jenke as your host. Here to give you everything that you need when it comes to fitness strategies. We keep it simple and easy. It's your roadmap to get healthy. You don't need equipment and you don't need a gym. Just the right strategies to get you fit and trim. The Health in the Real World podcast is sponsored by most exercises and workouts, whether they be running, biking, elliptical, rowing machine, traditional weightlifting, or even CrossFit, do not give you a balanced workout. And when you do workouts that neglect even one area, you're out of balance, resulting in pain and injury as well. Achieve your goals with the fitness program your chiropractor would love. Visit chrisjenke.com pod to watch the free video. Hello and welcome to Health in the Real World. I'm Chris Jenke and I'm here today with Griffin Maloon. Griffin, how's it going today? I'm doing well, Chris. Thanks for having me on. Good. Absolutely. You're welcome. Thanks for joining me. And uh, give, give everyone a quick introduction as far as who you are and, and what kind of training you do. Yeah, so uh, I've been working as a trainer for over seven years. Um, started out in San Luis Obispo, California where I did my undergrad degree at Cal Poly and then continued on to San Francisco uh, to do a master's in kinesiology at San Francisco State. And then for the past um, about four years now, I've been working uh, at JK Fitness. It's in the Mission District in San Francisco, working as the head personal trainer and fitness manager. Um, And currently though, I'm uh, traveling around uh, Europe, and within the past couple of years, transitioned a lot of clientele from an in-person uh, training regiment to an online platform. Um, so a lot of the business that I'm conducting now is just through like what we're doing right now. It's through a Zoom session yeah. where we're training for for an hour long period. That's awesome. Yeah, that's uh, like, like I was telling you before, that's my whole business model now too. For the last two years, it's been all online. People don't even want to mm-hmm. go back. Uh, yeah. Most of my clients don't. They're like, ah, I like training online. It's not, you know. Uh, so yeah, are you California native? I, I, I grew up in San Jose, so right in between. Yeah, I grew up, I uh, was born and raised in Ojai, California. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, South a little yeah. bit. Yeah, so um lived in California my whole life, uh, up until a few months ago. And, um, with the ability to, you know, kind of work from anywhere with this, this online platform, I decided, you know, I want to experience other parts of the world 
Uh, so that's what kind of led me on this journey. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, uh, so undergrad Cal Poly, and then you came up to San Francisco for graduate mm -hmm. school. Um, what, uh, what sort of led you into knowing that that's what you wanted to do, like fitness, health, wellness, what, what led you down that path in the first place? Sure. So, uh, growing up, I was always into sports, um, played soccer, basketball, and football, um, pretty regularly from, you know, a young age up through high school. And uh, I'd always just been like kind of fascinated with um, sport and exercise. So when I went into college, I actually thought I would be a sports journalist. Um, so I thought it would be fun to, you know, you know, cover sports, go to games, you know, see the excitement. Uh, after about a, a semester there, I realized uh, I wasn't a great writer. <laughs> so I had to transition to something else. And um, I found myself in the kinesiology department just I felt there was a, a kind of natural progression for me. Um, I've always been kind of, kind of fascinated by the physiology and the science behind uh, exercise and wellness. So that was something that kind of like uh, I took with and ran um, and started with exercise physiology. And uh, after, I, after my undergrad, I, I, I felt that like, you know, for me to stand out and to continue my education process, I wanted to, to achieve my master's degree as well. Um, mm -hmm. And do that in a, in a market, in a place where I could see myself long-term or where a place where, you know, they valued wellness and, and a place like San Francisco, I found um, to be that as well. Yeah, definitely that San Francisco, you know, San Jose, Silicon Valley, LA. Yeah. Those are, and I would say definitely all over California it tends to be very health and wellness minded. I would say in general, maybe not always, but in general, more than the rest of the country. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think there's a, a, an emphasis on that. And you can tell just the way, um, you know, you go out on a, on a weekend in Golden Gate Park or something, you see people running around, yeah. um, working out, um, just enjoying being out in that natural environment too, which I think is important, uh, especially from the past two years during the pandemic when we we're cooped up inside, we realized how important it is to get that sunlight, that vitamin D and, and have regular exercise in, in that, that setting. I think it's good for the, the psyche as well. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So, and, and then that, like you said, it was a natural progression. You know, you grew up playing sports. That's almost mm -hmm. like your, your, your pre-curriculum, you know, you, mm -hmm. your kinesiology, you're, you're already kind of in touch with the body. I, I noticed this maybe a couple of years ago. I've been a trainer for about 17, 18 years. And same thing. I played, I played soccer since I was five, baseball since I was six or seven, basketball, football. Um, and, but I sort of took for granted my sort of kinesthetic awareness of my own body and, and was hanging out with other people who were also athletes and yeah. sort of like didn't realize that there are huge groups of people who have a very hard time with just that body awareness and mm -hmm. just getting through like high school, even playing sports, you're already, you're already like primed to be a trainer, right? It's yeah. like you already kind of have that awareness and then you got a bachelor's and a master's and you took it to that next level. So that's, that's a pretty awesome thing. Do you train a lot of athletes? Cause I know you mentioned 
you wanted to you wanted to be like a sports journalist do you, mm-hmm. do you train a lot of athletes or more just kind of like weekend warrior types or well most yeah mostly just kind of uh weekend warriors everyday people um a lot of individuals that i'm training to are uh you know coming off of you know injuries or have movement dysfunction um chronic pain that they're dealing with and they're looking for an outlet to be able to to fix that um so not necessarily a ton of i worked with some athletes before but for the most part um i I would say a good percentage of of the clients um they're maybe they had some sort of surgery and they've gone through the PT and now it's that next phase, right? Where the PT will hand them off to like a personal trainer so they can kind of get back functional movement. Um, and that's really important to me in terms of my programming for, for my clients is mobility work, you know, functional training, and also making it specific in order to like facilitate enjoyment, right? If, if this person enjoys you know rock climbing we want to tailor some of those exercises that will translate better to what they enjoy doing right because at the end of the day when we're training we have to have we're training for something you know it's it's not just kind of like running our head into the wall a million times right uh, i feel like that yeah. is the way that you get more enjoyment out of it and then you get these clients to come back and, and stay with you for years and years and years right right well, and you definitely have to know what you're doing too. And you you were talking mm-hmm. about, you take them from an injury, which is a very delicate place to be. They go through their physical therapy, which, you know, depending on how much they have in their insurance and honestly, that whole system and everything, they may or yeah. may not have had enough to actually rehab completely. And then yeah. for you to take them from that sort of semi-vulnerable state and ramp them up slowly without injuring them again, and then also, like you said, you're sprinkling in a little bit of enjoyment. Like, what is it that these people actually enjoy doing? You know, there's a million and one different ways to work out. Let's find the like three or four that you enjoy and let's do it. So I think that's great. Um, what do, so what do you tell, like, uh, let's, let's go to say a beginner workout person, you know, they've never worked out before mm-hmm. or, or maybe they used to work out. They kind of let themselves go a little bit and they learn that you're a trainer and they start picking your brain at a party about everything, yeah. right? What are, what are some questions that you ask them? Like, how do you identify, maybe they want like one or two pieces of information. Like, what, what do I do? Like, I, I want to get started. Like, how do I do this? How do you figure right. out, like, what's your sequence of questioning for that person to, to figure out what they need? Sure. Uh, first off, I just want to ask them, you know, what they have in mind, like what, what, what kind of goals that they have in mind, anything like specific, doesn't have to be like, you know, hard numbers in terms of, I want to lose X amount of weight in this many days, or, you know, maybe something that's more intrinsic to them where, you know, they want to uh, be able to lift their kid up. Maybe they're, you know, in their late fifties or something like that. And they have low back pain or something, but they enjoy playing around with their, with their young kids. Um, Taking something like that and and seeing what they value in life um, that way that, I can make, you know, my pitch to them be something that's meaningful. Um, And, you know, maybe from the outside looking at it like that, it doesn't seem like, oh, you know, exercise. I like to, to facilitate kind of like a meaningful relationship off, off the bat or after a few kind of like uh, initial sessions. 
and see kind of what they do activity wise. Um, then I can get a gauge in terms of like, you know, what kind of fitness level they're at, where, where their cardiovascular uh, fitness is at, their, their anaerobic strength, things like that. Um, and then match that up to kind of like, again, going back to like having that overarching goal that they want to achieve, um, having something that they can work towards and then kind of working uh, like reverse engineering and, and making smaller, maybe like daily, weekly goals that we can hit to give them some confidence and just start that momentum of that fitness journey going because it can be an uphill battle. Um, I know for a lot of clients, especially if they're coming from a position where they're very deconditioned or they've had you know, multiple injuries, um, it takes a while to ramp up and it can take a while to see any sort of um, change in their body. Uh, but if we right. can kind of take those weekly victories or daily victories and build them up, and then you show that to them, uh, I've just had a lot of, a lot of great results of people, you know, gaining that confidence. And then that, you know, makes them want to train harder or train more. Right. So it just kind of like a snowball effect in terms of building them up and making sure that we're doing that in a progressive manner um, so that they can, can reach those goals. Right. Right. You're taking those small victories along the way, right? How do you eat an elephant as they say? And, <laughs> and, and I think that's, I think that's great because you're, you know, you're instilling confidence in them that the process is working because we, we all know mm -hmm. that it takes months, if not sometimes years to achieve a health goal, you know, specifically yeah. fitness, depending on how high you want to climb and, you know, somebody who's feeling discouraged is not going to last that long. Right. So right. that's good. You're kind of building them up in that way. That's really good. Uh, have you, have you in your personal life, have you ever kind of let yourself go a little bit and had sort of like a rock bottom experience at all, or did mm -hmm. have, you know, anything like that back up against the wall? How did yeah. You know I mean, that? I think that another thing that got me into the, the fitness world is um, when I was younger, I was, uh, very overweight, um, probably from ages, uh, like seven to about what, right. When I got to high school, I was always like the fat kid, you know, and that was something that like, uh, had an effect on me in terms of like, you know, making friends or just feeling down about myself. Um, and then as I started to kind of like grow into my body and like play you know, continue to play sports um, and play high school football, I started to lose weight. And then I actually started to like work out consistently. And then I saw my body change and I saw with effect, the effect, not only just like physically, but just like mentally it had on me, it was tremendous. So I wanted to continue that feeling, right? It's kind of like uh, almost addicting, right? where you see kind of the changes and the confidence that starts to build. And what was even more rewarding, I think, is being able to transfer any knowledge that I have and give that feeling to somebody else. Um, because if you can make a connection with somebody and help them kind of achieve something that they didn't think they could do or something that they wanted for so, so, so long, um, that is more valuable than just going the journey alone. So I think kind of starting off with that, with that mindset and that, and 
feeling that way when I was younger, I think set the stage for my fitness career. Yeah, yeah. It's really fascinating to me because I've heard a lot of other people talk about this too, about like what they were going through in that sort of like preteen or early teen yeah. time, you know, like 10. Like for me, it was when I was uh, 14. Uh, I was warming up for basketball practice. Uh, I was in eighth grade. I think I was 14, maybe I was 13. It was eighth grade. I know that. Uh, and I was stretching. I, I was probably mm -hmm. bouncing, but I was like standing and bending forward, trying to touch my toes and then probably kind of bouncing. But I remember um, going from that stretch position to about to stand up. And I, I swear, I thought somebody was behind me and hit me with a baseball bat. It hurt so bad in my lower back. And I, I just like seized up. I winced. My coach was there. He saw me. He was a he was kind of a smart ass. He, he, he's like, oh, it's, it's never going to be the same again. And he just walked away. And I'm like, how does that help me? Like, I did not, I didn't know what to do. And so from then for like the next 10 years, I had always this like low level pain. And then occasionally I would have flare ups and it would just shoot to like a 10 out of 10. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, chiropractic massage, all the, I tried all kinds of stuff and nothing really worked for the main reason that I was doing workouts that were imbalanced and they were creating more pain. Right. And when I finally got that in check and in my early twenties, I, you know, I, I sort of started doing balancing workouts and got out of pain. And that's, you know, at 41 now, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. Cause I've, I've been through the ringer with all that. Yeah. Pain. So I can definitely attest to that. And I've, I've been through, you know, series of injuries myself from sports, from training, um, from knee to ankle injuries, uh, to shoulder, neck. And I've gone through like the, the, like the medical system, like the PT where they, you know, that you get your primary to diagnose you, then they hand you off to the PT. Right. And, uh, I've had mixed results with that. And I, and talking to a lot of people as well, they've, I've, they've had mixed results as well. So I think what I've turned to is searching for knowledge myself, you know, yeah. and, and looking through different avenues, like different trainers, um, different, you know, fitness personalities on YouTube, um, looking through um, peer reviewed articles, just on, on different functions of the body and how to recover from, from injury. Because I think, I don't want to say the medical system has failed a lot of people, but it hasn't held up the, their end of the bargain. I feel like for a lot of these chronic injuries, cause we, yeah. cause I don't know about you in your, in your practice, but I see a ton of like, you know, chronic injuries, especially, you know, shoulders and neck, hips and knees. Um, and, and these people have been, been paying tons of money to, to right. do PT for your, for months and months and months and, and, and with no, um, no resolution. Yeah. So I think, uh, there's becoming a shift too, where these people as well are kind of turning to us to, to look for solutions. So, um, I feel it kind of upon myself to, to try to get more in depth in, in that world, in the, in the rehabilitation to kind of help individuals. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, you know, the Western medical system, I, I used to bash it like crazy, but I really have nothing bad to say about it. It's, it, it, it serves its purpose for what it's good for. Right. Like if I, mm -hmm. You know, if, if I get in a fight and somebody cuts my arm off, you know, and it's just dangling <laughs> there, like there's no, 
you know, I'm not going to sprinkle herbs on it. I'm not going to try to do exercises. Right. I'll take, I'll go to the hospital and see if they can sew it back together. Um, and you know, that's not, they're, they're not only good for the extremes, but yeah. you know, in my case, like, you know, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, you know, year old kid, uh, you know, I was in pain. I, I, I didn't have a, an Advil deficiency. You know, I mm-hmm. didn't need painkillers. Like obviously that could kind of mask it and make me feel better. But the reason the pain was coming, it was a signal. It was telling me like, Hey, you're not moving properly. You're, you're overdeveloped here. You're too tight here. You're underdeveloped there. And once I fixed that, it went away. Not, you know, it was pretty easy. Not, not saying mm-hmm. everything is an easy fix, but yeah, uh, they're very symptoms driven. Right. And right. I think sometimes just being in that system, the medical system, like even if you want to sort of pull back and see the holistic picture of a person, uh, you know, it's just the way the system's set up. I don't know if they even really let you, you yeah. know, like I'm, for example, I know a lot of very good physical therapists, but they're, they're kind of handcuffed as far as how they treat people. You know, if you come in for a shoulder injury and they know that it's somehow mm-hmm. related at least partially to your ankle. Yeah. They can't really touch your ankle because you came in for a shoulder pain. So, right. Uh, you know, it's unfortunate. It's a little short-sighted. I understand yeah. why they do it. You know, there, there's a lot of yeah. people that they have to treat, but, um, you know, absolutely. You and I can, can fill that gap in a way. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I, I think I mean, yeah, there's, uh, as I as well know, a lot of great, you know, PTs. And I, uh, I think as a whole, it's, it's a incredible profession. And there's a lot of smart people out there. I think, like you were saying that they're hamstrung by the way the system is, but, you know, is are we going to radically change the system? Because of this? Probably not. But I think just having um more of a, or like an open dialogue and like a synergistic relationship. That's why like with a PT and personal trainer, like that's what I love when some of my clients, you know, will come in and they see like a chiropractor or a physical therapist um, and they'll bring in, you know, their notes in terms of like what the PT was, was doing with them or what they saw, or like even sometimes a, MR, a little MRI, like a um, image of that um, and their notes on that. So that working together, that, that relationship, I think can facilitate results a lot better than just having, you know, one or the other. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then, and then ultimately each individual has to sort of take it upon themselves to be personally responsible Mm -hmm. to the extent that they can. And, um, and, and that synergy extends to that, you know, the client, right. So there's you, there's the PT, the chiropractor, and then the actual client who's sort of like uh, becoming their best doctor, so to speak. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Griffin, I want to give you a chance uh, to give a sort of like a big picture perspective. Um, I really like asking this question to end each episode. Um, let's say you were called into a university to give like the, the commencement address or like a keynote mm-hmm. speech at a corporation. And so you're the motivational speaker that comes in. What's like, what's your one to two minute motivational speech that you would, that you would give to help people get the most out of their lives? Sure. I think that, you know, everybody's on a different journey and you've got different life goals, different things that'll happen to you, different ups and downs. 
Um, but within all of those people, you have the ability to be strong, not only physically, whatever you do in the gym, but mentally, psychologically, emotionally as well. And I think it's all about balance in life. If you, like we were talking about earlier, if you, you know, are overtraining a certain part of your body, there's going to be compensation somewhere else. And that's the same thing with, uh, with all aspects of life. You have to have balance in your physical, emotional, and psychological. Um, so I think that, you know, if we start, with something like physical activity, exercise, that can help propel a better well-being, help you feel better, and maybe you'll be have more clarity, your relationships in terms of how you operate with your loved ones will be better, and everything in your life will improve. I've seen it happen multiple times over. Um, so we can just take that first step, and I think it's crucial as we head out of this pandemic that health and wellness should be of the utmost importance and should be at the top of the list in terms of what we prioritize, um, not only as a nation, but um, globally as well. So I think that prioritizing that will help keep everything in balance and kind of help for better um, communication throughout the world and make everybody a little bit happier as well. 100%, very well said. Well, Griffin, how do, how do people get in touch with you? Uh, what's your website, social media, any, any sure. information about the gym that you're working with? Yeah, so the website is uh, jkfitnessstudio.com. And then you can find me on, on Instagram at griffin.m.fitness. Um, my DMs are always open if you want to ask questions or want to um, schedule sessions online. I'm open for booking as well. Nice. Sounds good. Well, again, Griffin Maloon here, uh, Health in the Real World uh, in Barcelona by way of California. How's your, <laughs> yeah, man. How's your, how's your Spanish, by the way? I'm muy bien. Oh, good, good, good. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, Griffin, thank you so much for joining me today on Health in the Real World. Really appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Health in the Real World show. Make sure to like and subscribe and comment down below. Visit mycorebalance.com to learn more.